0: Thank you for showing up tonight.
1: This week's guest, Derek Mears. I'm a pretty, pretty princess. I'd like to. <laughs> no?
0: Literally. Just, just, just Hi, Derek Mears. I'm Derek Mears.
1: Sorry. I thought, all right. I, I thought you just wanted to do like a sound check, no, not actually recording. No, a no, name. it's one
0: of those things where we're, uh, I have a thing where I, I sort of I pre-recorded. Uh, you know, hi, welcome to the podcast. This week, my guest is. Oh, I can actually do that clearly if you like. Right. Thank you.
1: Hi, I'm Derek Mears. <laughs>
0: Yes, it's a good thing that we have that pre-recorded. Since I explain it to every fucking guest that comes on the podcast, <laughs> that's why we're doing that. I love that uh, I'm so
1: comfortable with you. Like the show starts, you're just like hitting me. Like, Dude, do it right. Stop <laughs> screwing around. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Okay, Miles. Jesus. Uh, all I right. So this. Like,
0: guy does not like saying his name. Note, no. No. Absolutely not. So, have we, have we started already? Yes, we've started already. Holy crap. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Those of you who came to hear the podcast uh watch the podcast as as it were my guest this week is of course derek mears hi um uh, now me and derek had never met before until just about an hour and a half ago and you showed up way too early for <laughs> for this <laughs> on time
1: is early on time wait what is, the, what is it <laughs> on time is 15 minutes late okay got it that's my phrase
0: from now on <laughs> so you showed up an hour and a half yes. early uh traffic right absolutely yeah. it's tough out there all right, how's the show going so far? We doing good? I think, you... it, I think it's going great so far. Feels great. Uh, it was funny. We we're we we're talking outside. and I, You said you came from a comedy sports background as far mm. as your as your your comedy or your improv goes. Correct. Right. Um, and like I was saying outside, I always found that funny, just because in Chicago I was part of that time in history when it was like, oh, comedy sports. Yeah, it was stinky. Mm. We don't do that's short Yeah. <laughs> And I'm an artist. I do long form. I'm I, I, I couldn't be less interested. Uh which of course is all horseshit because yeah. it's all it's it's all the same basic beast. Uh yeah, this is going great so far. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm loving it. I'm no, a- so many, me me and you talked like Fast and furious for like forty five minutes outside. I was like, "Wow, all oh, that was great." We should have recorded. Maybe all of I that. shouldn't talk to my guests before the no. show. we can
1: re- we can touch on things <laughs> and wh- whatever you want to do.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like if, I, if it's
1: a consolation, I, I
0: do long form now. Does that do I get any points for that? Yeah. Describe again that show you're doing. I think I think it just sounds like a a, a really great idea.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, no, I do the show uh, um, in Los Angeles called The Resistance. And what we do, there's uh, uh, six guys on stage and we improvise a complete narrative uh, action adventure show where I mean, we'll do genres like you know, sci-fi, horror, western, whatever. Right. Uh, I have a full improvised keyboardist, a full sound effects guy doing lighting and cuts and whatnot. Um, but there's no, there's no format to it. And what makes the show unique is uh, we have a bunch of different stunt pads on stage and I've had certain ones made kind of like giant uh, uh, like Lego blocks. And so we'll build scenes out of them Right. And do full improvised fights. We'll we'll be each other's like vehicles. We'll pull I've had like a bunch of different little toys, like carts and like ropes and like it's more of experimental theater than improv actually. But it's for me, it's the guys I get to perform with, it's so creatively gratifying because they're they're good human beings and talented human beings. And it's it's so fun, kinda of like a giant doodle pad going, Look, we don't know where this is gonna go, but we're gonna tell a full narrative and we'll see what happens and it's been just lovely.
0: That just sounds like a great show. I was, I was, it just occurred to me, like when you said, um, you, "There's stunts in it, mm-hmm. right?" Because you basically do all, some physical stuff in the show that comes from your background, which was in stunts in, in in part.
1: Yeah, yeah. I moved. Yeah, I moved to LA um, back in like '96 to do acting and comedy. Uh, and I, no pun intended, fell into stunts. Uh, because I'm a physical guy, uh, <laughs> oh, i yes. hold for the laughter. Oh, well played, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so I started making a name doing both, doing acting and stunts. And uh, it's been about nine years now where I haven't done stunts officially on paper, though I still have the skill set, I'll get hired to do certain right. roles whatever and go, oh no he like i'll know the coordinator's like oh no that guy can fight like let him do his thing like, which is beyond flattering right but i'm lucky
0: that makes me think of something that i i i've always said about when i started improv into what you how, how you react to this like one of the things i loved about improv when i started was that no matter what you knew or what you were good at uh it all counted Like if you're good at math or if you were good at science or English Mm. or basketball or karate or dance or singing or anything, it comes to play on stage at one point or another.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, I I don't know of anything else that's like that. Uh, On any given night, you could draw on anything that's made you who you are at some point. That is deep and I like that very, very much. (laughs) I was
1: getting quiet for the podcast like thinking to myself, I like that. Yeah, it's a, it's such a wild thing with the uh, with whatever you are. I, I try to tell younger improvisers like not, I'm. By the way, no, not God's gift to improv at all. Like I, I, I love improv. It's been a huge part of my life. It's helped me through a lot of like different trials and tribulations. Uh, How long have you been doing it? Uh, since I was seventeen, so nineteen ninety or so. Oh my god! That, <laughs> Wait a minute, nineteen ninety. <laughs> yeah, since 19- you were seventeen. Yeah, yeah.
0: Then math is no, happening. No, you and I started at about the same time. Really? Well, I, I think I started taking classes at second city in 19 oh, i started taking classes at second city in 87. holy crap
1: but also i, I took uh, i took eight years off uh, at one point to really focus on the uh, the stunt side of stuff and i play a lot my face looks like I'm, i look like a murderer so i play a lot of villains and, and bad guys throughout my career so i took a little time off to do that but then i came back and it's literally it's, it's so much fun what i love about improv like, i always talk about like, it's compared to nascar where it's like, I'm not really a NASCAR fan, but um, with net, with improv, either you see someone race and the, and the race wins and it's like, yay, everyone had a great time, that guy won. Or there's a giant fireball and it blows up and everyone's like, yay, giant fireball, this is fantastic. So either way,
0: you win, the audience is happy. Right. I was, I was actually just doing some math in my head because what you mm-hmm. said confused me. You said you've been doing it for about 17 years, starting in 1990. I... Since I was 17. It, oh, okay. Years, years old. <laughs> All right. So for, you've been doing it for... 27 years. Really? or tw- 25 years. Minus
1: eight, though, for like eight years, years off. I so. you need a 2015. Oh, my 25 God. 25 years. I don't. Look, I make things up. I don't do math.
0: See, right there, my math prowess just became useful to me.
1: You, oh, my God. Th- you just totally, like, that was awesome. You, like, <laughs> like sensate me. Like, you had, like, your, your bow staff. And That's one, right. I just taught you a lesson. You didn't even
0: know it. I learned that right. skill in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so far, best podcast ever. <laughs> It's funny you were saying I look like a murderer, and it's funny because I, I just met you, and li- in no way to me do you seem like th- that at oh, all. Thank you so much; that makes me very happy. Well, I'm sure it's just—I I'm, I'm sure you can look like that. I'm sure that that's your your acting, mm. uh, but it just it's funny because I, I look at you, and just, you seem like a really nice guy. Like I would never think, thank oh, this you. guy's going to be trouble. It's like, no, this guy's ridiculously nice. Yeah, and for those of you listening, this guy is ridiculously nice. <laughs> He's one of those guys.
1: Yeah, but aren't serial killers the same way, though? Like, they can actually, like, they're super charming and super nice, and then they murder you hard
0: style. Wasn't that, like, just Bundy? <laughs> it's been a great podcast, guys. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming out. Uh, I'm going to take off. I, th- I think the rest were kind of just all out pricks. All right. Maybe so. I, I mean, I, I actually don't know. I just remember he, he was the one that they were definitely like, oh, he's charmer and ladies man, and everyone was attracted to him, and he was... He was a good-looking, nice guy.
1: Huh. I'm gonna uh check my facts and like I'm gonna go to the Wikipedia after this and all make right. sure exactly what's going on. That's <laughs> the truth. No,
0: I'm just saying Dahmer looks like a, a bag of shit from uh, the, <laughs> the minute you look at him. I'm like, I, I don't trust that fucking guy. <laughs> It'd
1: be a great check like, a dating show where you just go through all the serial killers. Like, who would you do? Like, who do you think's attractive? Like, Bundy. No,
0: <laughs> only Bundy. I
1: would I'm, date Bundy. I'm more of a Richard Ramirez type guy. <laughs> Like a silent, you know, local. <laughs> One
0: of the guys. Oh. That makes me think of the myth stuff we were talking about outside. So we, we both took a, a workshop here in Los Angeles called mm. the Sam Christensen Studio. At the Sam Christensen Studio. Mm. Uh, I think it's called the Myth Workshop. Yeah, the uh, the image design or the uh, yeah the, the myth. Right. It just a really is a fascinating uh, thing where basically the gist of it and uh, men. Am I not doing it justice because it gets re- really involved? But the idea is that when you walk into a room, how does that room perceive you before they know you, before you speak, before mm-hmm. they know anything else? Just what's the first impression that that room has of you? Uh, and you've, you figure that out in this workshop as far as a way to, to work that. Correct. Uh, and we, you and I both have myths as a result. Like <laughs> At the end of the workshop, you're given your myth or what is likely your myth, yeah. uh, a way that you are perceived. Uh, and it's funny. I forgot your myth. You told it to me outside. Uh, tribe is mine. Tribe. Tribe. Where it's like Tri- I, have the, I have a sense where like if I if I
1: like you and you're like a good person and I I take you kind of like my own pack. Like oh I'm with you. Like like what do you need? Like I'll go to war for you. Like and so All I have right. this kind of a group of friends that I you know protect and like make sure. Sometimes like you're right. in charge. Sometimes you're not. But it's that burden back and forth. So it's a pro and con in a sense. But I have that that, that loyalty to uh, to friends and family.
0: It's funny, on a side note, that reminds me that, like, uh, Del, mm-hmm. Del Close, uh, always saw the improv community as a tribe. Uh, and he saw himself as the the messenger or the mojo man.
1: Oh, I love that. Right?
0: The shaman, in a sense. Yeah, the shaman. And yeah. he saw Sharna Halpern, or his partner in Chicago, mm-hmm. as the high priestess. Yeah. And he called me his war chief. Oh, that's which is similar to what like, I think, because well, the, the way you're describing yourself, you're the guy who would go to war, who would mm. go to battle, who would stand up for the other person. M- my myth was actually fairness. Oh, okay. So, uh, which is funny, because actually in that workshop, I didn't see it coming. I'm like, I'm not going to get emotional about this shit. Because he said, some people get emotional about this. I'm like, fuck mm. that, not me. <laughs> not me, man. I don't, I, you can't surprise me. And then when it came around, to and I saw it, when I started to see what it was going to be, I'm like, holy shit. It's going to be that. It's gonna be it's gonna be fairness, and I'm like that's my father, that's my father's myth. I'm oh, sure it is, and I was like I got teary eyed, and I was like yeah. oh, oh Jesus, so I'm fair. Like, and you're also upset because you know because you know your myth is also your weakness. Absolutely. So it's fairness, but for me, you know, fairness also means you get screwed over. Yeah right uh it's fairness to a fault what's the weakness on tribe uh, the tribe is that that oil uh, like
1: over loyalty in a sense where like you become vulnerable to you try if someone like gives me their word on something and mm-hmm. going okay cool i'm like on your that's your word or similar to like i, I was getting personalized like recently divorced or whatnot and when um that that trust was broken uh i have that like it, I, people were going oh so you're not going to get married again like it's been really vulnerable for you it's got to be hard uh, for what went down I'm like no you don't understand because like you keep that vulnerability open because it's not about me it's about what their choices were so it's going to affect them so that's my mindset for it so right. but it is it makes you vulnerable because you want to help people and like you have to you don't know if they're a wild animal or not and you stick your hand out and you could get bit you could not right and so if they do bite that's on them in my opinion they not my own so it's not going to stop me from putting my hand out
0: Right. I, I, actually, the more I think about that, I think, I think we have very similar myths. Because hmm. fairness is a very similar sort of. I, I think you know if you, you you can be fair with someone. You know, you, you give someone an honest shake, then then you give them a break, and then you say I'll I'll give, I'll give him another break, right? And yeah. now all of a sudden, it's like you. Well, now you're probably not helping him or you, because you know because that guy's being a dick now, and he you know yeah, he, yeah. he needs to, the fairest thing you can do is to tell him to go fuck himself. But that's hard, hard to do because it's 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 easier to be on the nice oh absolutely because
1: uh, you're not getting in, you're not getting in the dirt and digging with people and like figuring out what the bottom root of the problem is or the, the <coughs> subtext that they're they're dealing with. So it's it's much more difficult to to be fair, and and because being nice is easy because you can just brush it off and continue. So you get more more involved, in my
0: opinion. Right. All right. I'm, I'm gonna go back to you. You strike me as a ridiculously nice person, uh, which, which 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 sounds like a. Uh, a bad sign. Well, I can, I I can it break it, things. It, it's funny. It, it, it sounds like like an insult because I put ridiculously in front of it. But, uh, <laughs> you're, you're ridiculous. You, <laughs> and, oh, your, you exactly. and your you your niceness. Uh, <clears throat> but I, I found like mm. like some of the nicer people that I've known are have also been in a place when they weren't nice people. You know, they were like because I know I'm not going to name th- these names at this point, but. I mean, there was a point when these people just weren't fucking nice and i mean they were the complete opposite and then somehow in their life they came, they came to a place where the, the change came and then then they became literally the nicest people oh wow so you're saying that they they they, they were they that there's a, a a certain experience in their life that that was the catalyst to, to make that change was it a, actually, a lesson learned or i actually don't know i i just know that I I know there are there are guys I know who there was a point in their life when they were just the worst hmm. people right and that and now they're the best people uh and I I wasn't there for the the turnover cuz I think some people are just awful and they continue to be awful hmm. uh but you know you I I, I was just wondering you know f- for you, because I mean, I get you. You strike, yeah. you strike me as so nice that, <laughs> that I'm suspicious that you were a dick at some point. No, I,
1: honestly, I, I haven't really. From what my mom says, I haven't really <coughs> changed that much since I was a kid. I'm, I'm pretty much the same guy, but I also do believe that we. Uh, I always had that that Swayze Roadhouse theory, where it's always be nice until it's time not to be nice where we have, all of us as human beings have that emotional keyboard in front of us. And like right now, each different key is a different emotion. Right now I'm happy and like we're screwing around and like, you know, having fun, everything's great. But in all of us, no matter how nice you are, like if I were to like walk up with a stranger and I, I kicked your kid in the head, or I threw you, I, I you know I, I threw your wife on the ground, you would automatically switch and play that key of like I'm going to murder you, or I'm going to protect oh, yeah. my wife. So you have that side. So there's like there's that ebb and flow. There's times to play. The more that you know your own personal instrument, the more the more you know yourself, the more the emotions and different chords and different um, uh, uh, patterns you can play. And knowing yourself. Well, oh. totally deep,
0: man. Well, it looks like I taught you something else. <laughs> Glad you remember all that. Mijo. What am I paying for this, by the way? For this <laughs> podcast? This is fantastic. no. I, just, I, was, I was trying to. Uh, I was trying to do <laughs> Sam Elliott from Road. Absolutely, like, which is fantastic. Hold on there, Miho. Holy shit, I love you to death. Keep
1: going. That lesson
0: you just said. <laughs> that
1: might be the best Sam Elliott I've heard. <laughs> that. Uh, that, I, mean, I know Jeff Davis from Whose Line is, does a, is, a, is a buddy of mine who does a really good Sam Elliott, but I think that trumps it. That's really good. <laughs> suck it, Davis. Uh, yeah, Boom. suck it, Davis. Next I, question. My,
0: oh, because actually I, I I do some voiceover and Sam is one of my signatures uh, in, in, in in that. And It was funny. I was doing a voiceover for something. I was like, I can't remember what it was, but they asked for a Sam Elliott voice. So I went in I them the, that, that voice, uh, and I gave him that voice. And I had the... The gig mm-hmm. until Sam Elliott decided he wanted to do it. <laughs> oh man! And I was just kind of like, Oh no no no! Fuck him! He can't do him anymore, man.
1: That is. Oh, <laughs>
0: that is. So you got beat
1: out by Sam Elliott. That's that's a that's a pretty good award. Like that's a but accomplishment. To
0: me, at the same time, it was like it wasn't like a national gig. It was just it was just like it was some gig that would have made me a couple grand. I'm like, Are you scratching, Sam? Do you need yeah. do you need a little help? It's a different Can time, man. Of
1: acting, it's like it's like the Wild West right now. Like people are like McConaughey is doing car commercials, and when back in the day, it was like, no, no, no. I'm, a, I'm an actor. I would never do. Now it's just free game for whoever.
0: Yeah, that's that's weird. I mean, because it's, it's, there's that thing like, how much money do you need? You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, you you and I were again we we're just talking before the show, and you, you said something, and oh, it was it was about a, uh, basically though. Being able to to switch on and off as far as in this business, mm. uh, which I don't do, I don't think I don't, I don't do that well at all. Uh, but talk about that again real quick
1: because that, that that was really interesting. I'm trying to remember that the point was making so switching on and off like be you mean the the, the two different sides
0: of yourself the the business side? Yeah, there's I, the, oh, the analogy, there's okay. the artist, and then there's a the person who's basically oh, yeah, selling yeah. themselves. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah, yeah. What I was saying outside was um the and I, I tell some of the younger actors like I'm I'm so a lucky to work in general. Uh, but B, I would tell them like, uh, there's who you are A and there's who you are B. Both have the same name and the same face and whatnot, but who you are A is a real person. You have your friends, your family, uh, you you watch TV in your underwear, you mow your lawn, you're a real person. But then there's who you are as B, uh, like I said, has the same face, the same name, but that's a product. And so when the time comes, like the people that you're dealing with, with TV and film, as artists and actors and improvisers, comedians, we're taught, Creativity and creativity is in our bones. Uh, what we're never really taught is the business side of things. And so when you meet with business people, uh, you have to be able to sell what, A, know what your product is. And that's why it ties into the Sam's class. You know exactly what you're selling. Right. And B, uh, uh, not ever take it personal. So if you get like a, a review that's negative about a performance you've done or a review that's even positive, you, to, re- to realize that that's not real. And so when people meet you like in person, going like, like for myself, like, oh, my God, like you played these horrible tough guy characters whatever. I saw you on this TV show or that. And like, oh, but you're nice. You're totally different. I go, yeah, because you know – what i'm putting out there you know the product you don't know me and so you separate the two so you don't go crazy and also you don't get a giant ego i've, I've worked with certain actors who are like do you know who i hi i'm so and so. do you know who i am i, I don't give who obviously the fuck you would say
0: do you know who i am it's fucking
1: gross it's it like is- they either
0: know who's i mean if, if they know who you are they know it you would ne- yeah exactly right yeah, it- do you know who I am? Yeah, and
1: it's just—it's the weirdest thing. I—I I, I don't buy into that. All it's like my life philosophy is: we all have skills in different areas. No one's better than anybody else. Just do what you love and try to move forward. I've—I've I've had talks with like younger actors on set where I've seen them, like, say something to the caterer or whatever. I'm like, hey man, like, come here real quick. Can you cook food for 260 people? No. Well, he doesn't act, so you show him respect for that's his art. Your art is, you know, playing pretend like a professional child for a living. Like right. that's what he does. So no one's better than anybody else. I don't care if you're the main producer all the way down, you know, to the, the, right. the PA. You treat everybody with respect until you give them. They give you a reason not to.
0: Right. I'll just. It makes. I will a couple of thoughts, but had like one. I was going to ask you like, if if you're walking across the street mm-hmm. and there's there's a car coming that needs to catch a light, mm-hmm. and you're slightly in, in its way. Mm-hmm. Do you pick up your pace? Absolutely. Be, that's because you're a a, a wonderful human being. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the ways I I I separate the assholes of the world from just every day when I'm driving. If like if someone's taking their like if someone knows they crossed late, they're walking across late on yeah. a green, uh, and they just and sometimes they even slow the fuck down. Oh yeah. Seeing that. One. I'm just like, because hey, I'm walking here, man. Deal with it. I'm just like, all right, you're a dick. Uh and at the same time, though, if I see someone. Like they they hustle a little mm-hmm. bit, then I'm like, the world's gonna be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's are guys like that in the world who who pick up their fucking face when they're crossing the street. That's a stupid little thing. It just ran through my head. Uh, I was also thinking how I got, how you basically ruined Friday the Thirteenth for me. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, just just because if you're Jason, yeah, yeah. every time I see Jason pop up, I'm just like, yeah. uh, that's just Derek. <laughs> that's exactly yeah yeah that's yeah. It's the truth i had a lot Most of people don't realize that. that that's the nicest guy in the fucking world uh, for those of you who
1: are tuning into the podcast I was very lucky to uh, play Jason Voorhees for the newest Friday the 13th
0: so you know like it says yeah.
1: humor more Re- than murder
0: that's ridiculous it's Like the, I think that that's so cool the fact that you were a predator. Yeah, that
1: man, I was so lucky. I, I played the sounds, when <laughs> people are laughing, it sounds horrible out of context. Uh, you were a predator? Um, but no, I played the oh, classic right. predator for the most uh, recent uh, uh, predator movie, Predators. I was actually, a, a fun little anecdote, I was actually in an airport once, and I, I'm standing there having my, my headset on, uh, which is not actually on, backpack waiting to get on the plane. There's a couple to my left of me, and there's a woman to uh, in between the two of us. And so, the couple looks over and the lady goes, oh my God, so-and-so, that guy's a predator. (laughs) The woman in between us just slowly gives me this death look, slowly turns, just absolute ice picks from her and just like, I'm the biggest (laughs) piece of trash. And she doesn't know that my my earphones are not actually on. And of course, I make it 10 times worse by trying to over-explain. I'm like... Oh, no, 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 what, what, what I, no, what they were trying to say is I, I'm like space alien predator. Like, like uh, I'm in the movie, not like registering your neighborhood predator because right. I'm not in the kids. No, I, and just making it worse. I'm, I, I, I'm, have a great day, <laughs> and just slowly, like you know, six foot five, two thirty five. You know, try to get as small as they possibly could, like just
0: like a snail trail. leading. going, like, no,
1: I don't like children. I don't. Uh, oh,
0: but you could have just, you could just turned at the, the other way and just turned to her and gave her that look, to like, <laughs> <just> own, <laughs> like, own it, own it. Yeah.
1: like w- 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 What are you doing? W- what's your name? <laughs> y- you smell nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the fuck? That guy's nuts. That would be great. Oh my god. Uh, oh yeah, life is fun all right I was actually going to see if we had any questions here from the people any questions out there at all oh. yeah, yeah. So yep. the uh, I, was it, uh, you said you took eight years off uh-huh. like yes The question is, he took eight years off, and what was your experience coming back? When I came back,
1: uh, it's one of those... um, I I get this improv thing also. I've been doing it for so long. I'm sure we all do. Like When you sit in the audience and you're not in the show and you're watching your friends on stage or even the show that you're in... You're like, oh my God, like, how are they doing that? Like, that's that's magic. Like, I don't, oh, I would never think of that. But once you're on stage, it's a different story. So, coming back into uh, taking eight years off, I was just like, what do I do? I don't want to, I don't, I I was very hospitable going, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Like, what am I, uh, I, I'll go and support. Um, So, it took me a little bit to kind of get that that confidence back up and running because i was away for it for so long um but um but luckily it's
0: kind of kicked back in i've gotten to the point i don't care and it's
1: just playtime
0: right it's funny i mean i don't think i've ever taken any significant time off ever from this uh like I've, even when i've traveled with a show or something i'd always wind up finding some place where they had improv and yeah and I'd, I'd, I'd still be doing it but there was always the the thinking uh, That sometimes, I think for some players, it probably is a good thing uh, to take time off. Oh, absolutely. Just basically because your life is what you bring to the stage. Uh, Sometimes, actually, I do worry about that just because I think so much about improv is like, am I bringing anything else to the stage? Like, what's my life? What do I know? Yeah, yeah. Which is why I watch a lot of TV. Well, that 's something in, in general I, I tell people go even as
1: actors, actors, and improvisers going, whatever your experience is, like they ask like i 'll get it like what do I do? like do you have any words of wisdom I mean, man, have is the most the biggest life experience possible because that's your your paints for you to paint your your pictures with like the more experience that you have even some people even um I know it sounds bad, like even the negative experiences, like even like negative emotions, like going through breakups or having loss in the family, like someone passed away, those are all, depending on how you look at it. Yes, it is a, like a, technically a negative emotion, but you still get to feel that emotion, that, that emotion is valid. And I would much rather be able to feel emotion in general than have no emotions at all. So when you deal with something, even if it's, it's a, a sad thing, if you look at the positive side going like man this is like enriching me i'm getting a much deeper level of who i am and then when i perform i ha- now have deeper levels that i can share and and affect people with because when people relate to the stories that we're telling uh, uh you know funny or or serious you connect we're all human beings we're all monkeys we're, we're a pack or we're, we're a tribe and so you can relate to I what we no, all...
0: i ain't no monkey <laughs> you might be a monkey <laughs> Might be a
1: little bit of a monkey. A monkey. <laughs> I love this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, I know I, I, you asked one question that I answered three in between. <laughs> I, I kind of
0: brought up you know, is there anything else out there. Yeah. Hey, uh, so when you got divorced, did you find yourself
1: being more hyper aware of like sensitive to emotions and stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, um, while the question was: when, when you
0: got divorced, did you find yourself being more hyper-aware or sensitive to emotions?
1: Absolutely. I uh, uh, I was during the the, the rocky time before the, the 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 marriage actually ended. I was doing a lot of research on emotional literacy. Um, in, in the past, a, a lot of, I, I wish I would have learned it younger in my life. Uh, a lot of times, as a, a an adult male or a male in general, we I, I've noticed trends where, going back to the keyboard analogy, where we have like happiness is one key, one key. Uh, there's anger and confusion in in the middle key, and then there's sadness. But there's so many more keys. But we're taught as men to go like, no, like you're like John Wayne, like you don't feel emotion, you know, you keep it down, and this is how a man acts, and this is how you embrace your masculinity. And I've learned uh, through different books and just different exploration, you know, about uh, and some of the improv um, uh, techniques of it, just like deeper listening and whatnot for a relationship. I learned that. As a grown adult, that I can I can express to you that you've hurt my feelings clearly in a conversation. I can even cry about it, but also I could like, still knock you out in the same sense if I had to. So it doesn't make you any you know any less of a man to do that. Also, it's not good. Also, I don't advocate knocking people out. It's not a good thing. Never fight if you don't have to, unless someone's threatening your life. Um, but to to embrace that, and I learned uh, my vulnerability through that 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 tough period in my life when I was more vulnerable with the different people in my life, like the friend groups, i uh, go going, like, hey, like, before, uh, uh, when I go through something tough, I'd be like, no, no, I don't need any help, you know, I'll deal, I don't want to put my burden on anybody else, this is my thing. And then when uh, uh, I was going through this this, this tragedy, at the t- what I thought was the time, which in, in hindsight now, the universe basically saved me because I was not in a, in a healthy relationship, uh, that the, 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 the point is that I could be more vulnerable, the more vulnerable that I was, The friends that are in that friend group or people that I opened up to and went, look, man, like, laying down in front of them going, like, here's the sword. Like, if you want to stab me, you could do it right now and I can't fight back. But that, the compassion that that generated and the vulnerability within them, I've had so many friends go, like, when I was being vulnerable and telling them exactly what was going on without, you know, putting a spin on it at all. Uh, And them going, oh, well… Nobody knows this, but uh, like my wife, you know, you know, did this to me, or my my husband cheated on me on this, and they opened up with a lot of people don't know about with me, and so it brought our connection and our relationship to a deeper level, and I think I, I started thinking about in general, like as, as a society, if we were to do that and be more open, everyone's so afraid and fearful about getting that 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 uh, that negativity or being taken advantage of or being hurt by how they feel or what they say, that if we did that, we would all be so, so much closer together and that, that's what I love about improv in, in general is the, 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 the basic theory which sounds so cliche of the, the yes and when you accept people around you and even for the, the, the choices on stage um, on a slight tangent when I was younger I had friends who are super talented and like one friend could sing really well one person was fantastic at characters and I wanted to be them so much going oh I'm not them I'm not I'm not them but then as I got older doing improv I went oh I'm me Nobody else is like me. Like, whatever I do, like we talked about bringing your own experiences, whatever makes me me, like, step on that gas pedal because I don't
0: want to be like them. I have my own strengths and weaknesses. Well, that's, that's one of those <laughs> insane things we do as people is, like, I want to be that person. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's something you will never, ever be. Uh, yeah, you're be, not. Be, be you because you is already <sighs> enough, right? Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> was there one more there in the back? Let's take one more. before about being
1: an a person and a b person mm-hmm. do you ever do you find that you slip into a kind of stage personality when you, when you on stage like depending sometimes yes um like, like for the resistance show for example i'll be more uh like the opening of the show i'll be more stern where you walk out in the confident. you plant your feet and you're um, not moving around as much and i'm more neutral with my face because the way that I look, like uh, um, Miles and I talked about outside, um, being that I, I, I'm a bigger guy and I can scare people, I've adopted this uh, in some social situations where I'll, my voice will get higher and I'll get more animated. I'm like, hey, guys, what's going on? Everything's great. And I'll, uh, that way I don't scare people. So I'm almost, I guess, the learning the subtext I'm sending out are appeasement signals going like, oh, no, no, Chewbacca's on our team. Like, I'm not a threat to you. To make, cause I worry about people and I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. So, like, stage personas um what i like i said for the resistance show when i plant there and i have that neutral thing uh i think it's very important in any show that you do that you have that opening moment where similar to writing where you have that save the cat the cat vo- uh, moment uh so uh from uh sid snyder teaching so i will do that but then uh something will happen in the opening of the show before the show actually starts where it'll be kind of like you know like we're not serious we're playing like, and it it, it gets that, the audience on your side because, like, you have that vulnerability going, like, look, I don't know what's going to happen in the show. Like, I'm not better than anybody else in the audience. My purpose here is to clearly communicate to you that I'm here to have a good time. and I want you guys to have the best time possible. And it's not just up to us. It's up to all of us to play together. And if you want to play at any time, like, sometimes we'll go out in the audience and do scenes out in the audience or grab people and pull them up in the long-form narrative. And going like, no, I'm with you. Like, we don't know what's happening. Like, let's play together. Like, it's okay. And when you give that 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 permission for people to play and like you're not judging them, even with your your teammates and whatnot, I've learned uh, with different teams, people are on your side and they're more open and free to perform the way that they want to perform. If, if someone is like feels any pressure and, and, and judged at all, everybody has their maximum performance level. And if somebody uh, uh feels judged, even if they're 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 you know, not on the same page with everybody else, their performance level is even going to be lower than what their maximum is. So if everyone feels good about themselves and they don't feel like, oh, we're all artists, we're all going to grab a paintbrush and paint this, you know, thing we think we all see together, we, it could be the best thing in the world. It could be the worst thing. It liberates everybody to just be themselves. Yeah, man, a- I went on a tangent there. That so is like, that oh. is
0: great stuff. Yeah. Actually, actually, real quick, if I could, uh, could you repeat that question for me again? Oh, okay. so the question was do you have a stage persona or spirit that you take on when you walk on the stage i was saying we can probably cut that in before, yeah, I'll, I'll before all that later on I, I forgot to repeat it so i'm sure the mics aren't picking up the audience uh that was great i'm, I'm happy to end on that and let's do a set yeah let's play